0: Shit, <sharp inhale> shots. yet, uh, what I do is uh, I pick a band that I that I like and I talk about them. Uh, there's not much else to say. Sometimes I might talk about them for uh, an hour, maybe an hour and a half or more, occasionally it's been more. Uh, it might be 30, 38 minutes, I don't know. But I, I talk about bands that I like and uh, I'm going to go through their whole discography. This has morphed a little bit. Um, I started this in May, it was May 8th when it was Motorhead Day. And Motorhead is the band that I really, really love, and I wanted to talk about Motorhead because we were in a time, uh, this was back in the 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 days of Yore. Yesteryear when we were stuck in something called quarantine. It was like a lockdown, some people called it. And uh it was during this coronavirus period and there was nothing really much we could do. I couldn't really I was free to leave the house, but there was nowhere to go. This has changed a little bit. It's it's uh, it's Sunday now, and uh, football season started. I could watch football. I could maybe go out and do a few things, but I'm going to talk about music because I like talking about music. Today I'm going to talk about the Who. This this one is. Uh, I say it seems that every every time I do one of these, I say this one's different. Um, the thing that's different for me about the Who is the, the Who's a band that I did get into them. I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about all their albums. I'm going to go through their whole discography. I'm going to hold up these little plastic things called CDs that some of you might remember. They're not the, the big things that people call vinyl or vinyls, which is incorrect. Um, but I'm going to talk about their music. I, I do have a long history with The Who, very long. Um, not as strong, not nearly as strong as I did with Kiss or Motorhead, as I mentioned, Slayer, Metallica, Iron Maiden, nothing like that. Uh, but The the Who, this this is going to be difficult. This is a little bit difficult for me because I wasn't a Who fan. I was a Who fan. I'll, I'll talk about when I got into The Who. I was a Who fan when I was a kid, but not a big, big fan. So most of these albums I'm going to talk about today, almost all of them, except I guess the last couple, were what I call go-back albums that I got into long after they were out, and then I went back and got into them. Um, and I, I don't need now. I do know enough about the Who that I can do this on my own. I don't need a, a co-host like I did with the Beatles. Lily helped me out with the Beatles. I, I think I can do the Who. I can for sure. I can do the Who on my own. But uh, I might stumble. I might fall. I might. Uh, I'm going to make some mistakes. People on the internet love to point out mistakes. So if you hear a mistake, and if you want to make yourself feel better, please uh, tell me. Call me a moron. Tell me I'm an idiot. You're on the internet. It's your right to do so. Um, so, I'm gonna talk about the Who, my history with them, my t-shirt history, my concert history, everything about the Who, that's what I'm gonna talk about today. And I'm gonna talk about, before I get to the music, I'm gonna talk about something two two um, unique things about the Who. Um, and I should say, I do know them better than, as I said, the Beatles, but not as well as Motorhead or Kiss or Slayer, Metallica, something like that, so that's why I make some mistakes. A unique thing about the WHO, as I've mentioned before, I I wear, I guess I'm lucky enough to live uh, in a place, I live in Mexico where the the weather is warm or hot all year round, and I wear t-shirts every day of my life, almost, and I guess I'm lucky or unlucky enough to have a job that allows me to wear t-shirts. And uh, I've done videos of t-shirts, many, many videos of t-shirts. So how does this relate to the WHO, I'm going to tell you. The very first ever rock T-shirt I ever had was the Who. Maybe surprising. It's it's kind of surprising for me. The first band I was ever into was uh, Kiss in 1975. I'm repeating myself already because I've talked about this in prior videos. And so I got I got into Kiss in 1975. Then I was into AC/DC and Van Halen and Black Sabbath in around 1980. Uh, but the first the first T-shirt I ever had was the Who. I didn't have shirts of any of those bands, but I did get a Who shirt in. Um, uh, I guess it was in 1982. My cat is coming up here and I don't want to disturb, I don't want her to disturb the balance of the video, so I'll hold her for a while. Um, I got a It's Hard. It's Hard was a Who album, which I'm going to talk about later, it came out in 1982. I bought that that shirt in, around that time, 1982, at Cedar Bray Mall in Toronto, in Scarborough. Uh, I don't remember the name of the record store, but it was down at the far end of Bray Mall. That would have been the far end for me. That was the, I guess, the, the west end of, of Bray Mall. Don't remember the name of that record store, but I did buy uh The Who, It's Hearts. That was my, my first, uh, not concert shirt, but rock shirt ever. Well, yeah, of any of any uh, musical band that, that had their, their name adorned on it, The Who was the first one, so I had that. Now I'm going to talk about their music, now that we have the important stuff, the T-shirts out of the way. So the, their first album, The Who. Um, oh, and before I get to that, I should say they have a very, very complex, really, really hard uh, catalog. The Beatles did, too. That's why I needed help from Lily with The Beatles. I think The Who even more. The Who have, you know, they have their, their original albums, and then they had, they had like um, inter- U.S. versions, I guess, or international versions, and British versions. And then later, as things progressed, and CDs came out, and remastering, they they came out with remastered versions with some bonus tracks, and then some years later with deluxe versions, which were two two discs. And so um, so I, I'm gonna make I think a lot of mistakes. I'm maybe gonna leave a, a lot of stuff out, even though this is probably gonna be an hour or maybe more. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a lot of stuff. I'm gonna make some mistakes. So uh, all all the albums that I have are. I guess I'll go through them. I think they're the, the basic albums that came out before the remasters. So I'm going to start with the first one. Where else would I start? This is uh, this is my generation, or the Who sings my generation, because they always put the the name of the band in their in their uh, album titles. So so this is my generation. This came out in 1965, I think something like that. 66 66, six, sixty six. It's got their year the year here. You can't see it, but you have to take my word. That it says 1966. Um, uh, this compact disc contains program transferred from analog tape and therefore may contain some tape hiss and other anomalies that exist with analog recordings. So that's why they did the remasters. Um, so this is the first one now, the, the very first, uh, the very first two album had, of course, everybody knows the, I guess the most famous song on this album, and one of the most famous two songs ever, is the title track, My Generation, I'm gonna get right to it and make, uh, I think a bold statement, or may ask a question. Was my generation the first metal song? Uh, it was a little bit thrashy. Ding, 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 ding. I'm not saying they were like, you know, testament, but that was, uh, I would imagine for 1966, the, the song My Generation must have been pretty heavy. I don't know if that word existed. I know the word heavy existed then. I don't know if it was related to music. But uh, my generation, I I do like this album a lot. This was the Who, I think, for the first three albums, and I'll, I'll go through this as I I'll talk about this as I continue. I'd say their first three albums were different than the band they be they would become later. They were much more in this in this uh, era in the in the mid '60s uh, into the late '60s, kind of like a, a rock and roll band, uh, kind of in the vein of the Beatles and um, I guess some other bands that were around at that time, more more rock and roll. I think they became a rock band later, but at this time they were a rock and roll band. Uh, And Roger Daltrey's voice, he, uh, again, for the first three albums, when you listen to them now, he's almost, in many songs, or many cases, unrecognizable from the the power voice that he ended up having later. Um, So this album, I do, I like this album a lot. Out in the Street, very first Who song ever. Uh, the good's gone, the good's gone. And I, I should say I might spontaneously break into song at some point, which I apologize for because I'm not a very good singer. Uh, yeah, the good's gone, the good's gone. Uh, that has a great groove. That, that's a, one of my favorites on this album too. La 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 is a good one. Um, kids are all right. Uh, the ox, the ox, John Whistle. That's a John Entwistle song. Uh, a legal matter, well it's a legal matter, baby. Got me on the run, it's a legal matter from now on. That might be a favorite too. So um I a, a, a good uh a good debut from the Who. I guess of this of this album, maybe two songs ended up becoming like real. A lot of good ones, but maybe a couple that became classics. Obviously my generation. Maybe um The kids are alright. I don't mind other guys dancing with my girls. Um, yeah, but excellent, uh, not, not my favorite, but I do like this Who album a lot. I don't know what else to say. And I, I think this, the, the cover of this one, I don't know if this was the original cover. This is how they did things back in the 60s, man. They, they featured some song titles right on the, on the album cover. The, I guess the later versions had, uh, this looks like a very 60s cover. The later versions were a little bit different. It was that overhead shot. Um, anyway, so. There you go, My Generation. I don't have too much to say about that. It, it was, uh, I guess, typical music from the 60s. Very, as I said, different from what The Who would would later become. So, there we go. My Generation. Let me put that one away. Uh, and then the next one. Now, this is where already it starts to get confusing. Ah, My Generation. Uh, a few years ago, maybe five, six, seven years ago, they came out with a, a box set. I guess it was like a deluxe box set of it. I didn't buy those. Um... um but it had, a, a song called, uh, The Girls I Could Have Had. It was an unreleased song. Who had so many B-sides and unreleased songs that, that found their way on various compilations and as bonus tracks of, uh, um, remastered albums, things like that. The Girls I Could Have Had was an excellent song. It was just, uh, guitar. I think there was no bass even. No drums for sure. Good song. Pete Townsend on lead vocals. The Girls I Could Have Had going back. So already I'm getting, I'm getting confused. So, so this one, this was, uh, this is called, as you can see, this is called a quick one. Now, I'm not sure about this. I, I skipped the production meeting, uh, where the producers give me information. I didn't go to it today. I was sleeping. And now, something about this, was it Happy Jack? I don't know if, if this was the, if I have the, um, I know I do have, I guess, this is the, the, I have the version with all the, the bonus songs. I think this came out in the, in the late 90s. This album, it, I don't know if it was, I think it was called Happy Jack. Now, Happy Jack is a song, of course, and it's a good song. I like it, Um, but I, maybe it was in the UK. The album was called Happy Jack, and in the US or North America or everywhere else, it was called a quick one. I'm not sure. Um This one, I it, it's okay. I, I do like it. I, I like a lot of it. Some of them, I'm, I'm not really, some songs I'm not that familiar with. Boris the Spider, Boris the Spider. I can't do the voice like John Emerson. Uh, it's a cool song. Maybe I'll talk about that much later. Um, Cobwebs and Strange, instrumental song. Maybe maybe the, uh, the... This was in 1960... It doesn't have the year. This says 95. That was when this was reissued. I guess I got it around then. Um, but I guess this album was, came out in 66 or 67. And Cobwebs and Strange had... Must have maybe what was the fastest guitar playing ever... Up to that point, Pete Townsend was, uh, he was really shredding on Cobwebs and Strange. Um, so Sad About Us. That that might, this is for sure my favorite song on this album, So Sad About Us. And one of my favorite Who songs ever. The, I wouldn't say um, my generation didn't have anything that I would consider one of my favorite Who songs ever. but uh, But this one does, So Sad About Us. So sad about us, ding, 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 ding. Sad, suppose we'll never break up. Uh, again, I apologize for that. Uh, I love uh, So Sad About Us. Very, very pop uh, Who song. Again, very different from what they what they would become later. Uh, Quick One While He's Away, that was maybe the first... That's a long song. It's nine or eight, ten minutes. Nine minutes, ten seconds. That's a long one. It's, it's kind of... Uh, Adds to the, this is the first sign of complexity for The Who. That was a nine, nine minute and ten minute song that would, that had all different four or five, three, 10 different parts. That was, I guess, kind of like maybe what com, could be considered the first part of their, their rock opera, which they would continue. I think I'm going to talk about that a lot. Uh, so this album, I, I don't like it as much as my generation. There's a tendency to always compare the, the most current album. To, to the one before it, which is maybe not always fair. But uh, between this and my generation, I like my generation. This one, the version I have, has some uh some uh some bonus tracks, Batman, Bucket T, Bucket T, T Bucket T, B-O-T. uh, Barbara Ann, Happy Jack is on this one, um and a, another version of uh, My Generation, uh which was the land of hope and glory. So so this one, a quick one. Uh not a favorite, but a good album. Cool, cool artwork, I guess very sixties Typical of the '60s artwork, and and there it is. Happy, you can see Happy Jack there. So again, I'm not sure about that. There, there must be. Uh, the Who, I think, is one of the bands that, one of the few bands that I like. That now at this point, where they're the the typical Who fan is older than me. Most most, uh, I'm an old. Eh, I'm not an old guy. i I'll, I'll be 51 shortly. And most of the, the bands that I like, the, 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 bands that I'm really fans of, they I guess their fans mostly are younger than me or around my age, but who fans are older. So if you're, if you're an old man, you can tell me, um, tell me what you think about any of these albums. I'm getting off track. All right, I'll put that one away and I'll take, uh, I'll reach over here and take the next one. This is called the Who Sell Out. This was 1967, 68. Around there, is there a year on this? No, this was, uh, this was a 1995. This was another reissue. This was, uh, the, the thing that, that bugs me a little bit about The Who with some of their albums, and I'll talk about this with at least, uh, at least two other ones, is that they, they, they were so broken up into these little tiny, as I mentioned earlier, the rock operas. This one was, was, um, kind of broken up with these, Little commercials. The, the, I guess they called this the "Who Sell Out" because they they had these little commercials in between songs. So you had some some really good songs, and then you know these little tiny minute or even thirty second interludes. So so this was um, I, I would put this on the same level as uh, as the last one, a quick one. Now there are some great songs, Mary Ann with the shaky hand. What you've done with a hand? What you've done to a man? Those shaky hands. That's a uh, Maybe my favorite from this one. Not, I would I wouldn't say there's anything on here that's one of my favorite Who songs, but I do love uh Marianne with the shaky hand. I can see for miles was a, a staple uh, that was on the radio all the time when I was a kid and a teenager, and I guess still is. Um, yeah, there there was yeah, not too much on here. Um, Heinz baked beans. That was I guess one of these these commercials that I talked about. Ono was another one. Oh, tattoo, tattoo is a good song. Um, not, not too much. To, I didn't really get into this one the way I did with a few of the other Who albums. So the Who sellout. Uh, I would say the, this everything changed after, kind of, in in some ways, changed after this one. So the Who sellout. Not too much to say about that one. Um, ah, now this one I I have to I have to go to the to the phone to to check this one. I am. I am going to talk about this. I'm missing. I think two or three Who albums that I did buy, but I don't have them with me. I don't know if I. Uh, when I moved from Canada to Mexico, I could only bring so many CDs. This is when I used to listen to CDs. I could only bring so many CDs with me at the time, and um, I don't know why I would have skipped some. Uh, why I would have brought the band's whole discography. And looking at here, their discography is big, but I I, I had Magic Bus. I, I just I guess didn't bring it with me when I when I moved here. Magic Bus was uh, it was it was a compilation album of I guess pre they were previously unreleased sorry previously released songs. They had released Magic Bus this song. They had released that as a single at some point, and I guess it was successful. So they put it on um, um, on this this compilation album. It was actually called the Magic Bus the Who on tour. It wasn't a live album. The Who on tours, I guess, a promotional thing. Um, what else was on here? I never got into it this too much. So I had "Our Love Wise Is," which was on uh, the Who Sell Out. Uh, "Call Me Lightning," which ended up being, a, I guess, a pretty good song. I'm not, I'm not really familiar with this. One. "Magic Bus" is the, is the the centerpiece of this album. Um, "Bucket T" again was on here, which was later, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a bonus track on. A quick one. And Pictures of Lily, too. Pic- uh, Pictures of Lily was... I'm not sure where, where that was on originally, but maybe it was a single. Yeah, I think Pictures of Lily was a good song. <singing> Pictures of Lily, Lily, oh Lily. Sorry, but uh, I like that song. So, so um, Magic Bus, I, I think I bought that one just as a... Uh, just to complete the collection, and I don't... I didn't bring it with me, I guess, I which I kind of regret now that I don't have the complete literally physical discography here, but close enough. So, uh, the Who, um, uh, sorry, Magic Bus on tour, not too much to say about that one. Now, I can, I can put that down, and next I'm going to talk about, this was maybe, this, this is, uh, everybody knows this album, I think, if you're watching this, you, uh, you obviously know it, if you're a music fan, you know this. This was Tommy, this was now. I, I love this album. This is. I would say this is the first Who album that I love of the the three or three and a half, if you count Magic Bust, that I've talked about so far. This is this is the first masterpiece. This is the first one that I love. But very a very frustrating album. The Who just very very hard to follow. Now everybody knows this was a uh, a rock opera. This this was a story that that Pete Townsend wrote. Um, there, there was the story of uh, the deaf and blind kid. There was uh, Tommy. Now you can see with, without bonus tracks. This is the original version. This was this is 24 songs. All right. And the, the thing that that is frustrating about this for me, I didn't buy this album at the time. This came out in 19, I guess 69. I think. Yeah, it was 69. I was born in 1969. I got this many many years later, even decades later. And now the the reason it's frustrating. Is maybe also the reason it's a classic, because it has oh I don't know how to explain this. Um so many so many pieces of music in so many different tracks. Uh and they did the same thing, not as much on, on Quadratina, which I'll talk about later. Uh but a lot of these songs were just little interludes, a little bit similar to um the Who sell out. Uh now it started with Overture, which was I guess made up of um, little pieces of, of most of the, the main songs on here, and now the, the I guess the second track is "It's a Boy." Now it's only 39 seconds. I wish they they had fleshed that song out into a full song. "It's a boy, Mrs. Walker. It's a boy. It's a boy, Mrs. Walker. It's a boy, a son." And I, I really I apologize for the singing, but. I feel like I have to do it. I love that melody, and but it's too bad that that's only... The whole track is 39 seconds. I wish they could have made that uh, a full song. Uh, it's frustrating just to hear a little snippet 39 seconds. Nineteen twenty one. I got a feeling 21 is going to be a good year. Uh, Amazing Journey and Sparks. Two, two tracks, but they kind of go together. Christmas, um... Uh, Christmas also have... What other parts? Christmas... Uh, they get so excited. And it had, uh, see, this is why it's very frustrating for me to not know. There were other, other songs that were, that had parts in Christmas. Cousin Kevin, uh, is that, uh, a little bit of a creepy, kind of a, a creepy story, this whole thing. Uh, Cousin Kevin was, uh, do you want to play a game, uh, the, the, it's about hide and seek. I can't remember the lyrics. Uh, the acid queen, on the gypsy, the acid queen. Pete Townsend was singing a lot of songs on this album. And then The Underture, Do You Think It's Alright, 24 seconds, again, just a little interlude. Fiddle about, fiddle about, fiddle about. Pinball Wizard, a, a classic Who song for sure, everybody loves that song. There's The Doctor, another 24 second uh, interlude. Go To The Mirror, Tommy, can you hear me? That's. Uh, I would put that in the same category as It's A Boy. Tommy, can you hear me? I love that song. I just wish it was longer than 1 minute 36 seconds. I wish they had put it into a full song. Smash the Mirror, Sensation, Miracle Cure, uh, 12 seconds. Smash the Mirror is a minute 35. Sally Simpson, I'm Free. Welcome, uh, Tommy's Holiday Camp, and then We're Not Going to Take It. Uh, Which then was that uh, See Me, Feel Me, listening to you... Again, this, this is, it's very, very difficult to, to, I, what was that? Uh, yeah, we're not going to take it. I think also had, uh, uh, see me, feel me and, uh, what was the other one I just mentioned? Listening to you. I don't know if they released those as actual songs with those titles. Maybe on some other, um, version of, of Tommy, but I can't remember. So a little bit next. I should say I love this album. I don't want to sound like I'm saying anything bad about it because I'm not. I do love it. It's just, it's just hard to keep track of. All these, these musical pieces. But, uh, it's, it's an excellent album and they, they revisited this. They toured many times, even I think in the last, in, in recent years and and they've done this whole album. Now I should say with this album, I didn't know anything about this album when I I was a kid or a teenager. I didn't, I knew it was a concept. I didn't understand until many years later and I heard interviews or maybe it was on DVDs or something with Pete Townsend explaining the concept of Tommy. I don't know if it was over my head or maybe I was just too young to understand, but as, as a, I guess as a story, I do appreciate it more now than I was a kid. I, I guess I understand it more now, but it, it is, it is, it's, a, it's, it's a confusing album, but it's excellent. Tommy is a classic. Everybody knows it, right? I'm going to put that one away, and then I'm going to talk about next... And I do have uh, this one live at least. This was, I think, again, this one. This this version that I have is 14 tracks. I think the original album was less than that. Um, I think it was a single album. Maybe it must have ended at uh, at track 10, which is amazing journey in sparks. I guess this version I had from the 90s had four bonus tracks: uh, Summertime Blues, Shaking All Over, My Generation, Magic Bus. This was. Um, It was amazing. I I didn't hear this album until many years later. Uh, I was a teenager, maybe even older, when I first heard this album. What a very heavy album. The the Who live were uh, much heavier, and I'm going to use the word for the first time, bombastic. The Who were very bombastic live, and a little bit on record, too. Of all of the classic rock bands of that era, which were, I guess, The Who, The Beatles, The Stones, maybe, I guess, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin... um, the who was before led zeppelin they they were they are for sure my favorite i would take the who over any of those bands i mentioned it's not even close and but i i didn't realize until many years later how heavy not heavy but powerful the who were and especially on on this album this was maybe the first time where you could really hear that the who played really aggressively live which i'll also take this time to show this to me these these kind of go together this is uh this is the uh, live at the uh at the Isle of Wight uh, in 1970, which was a- around the same time as Live at Leeds, I think Live, is, live at Leeds was recorded in '69, maybe late '69. This was mid '70, maybe. I think they were doing a similar set. Um, and th- this is uh, when you watch this, th- they were very uh, the Who was very aggressive live, uh, just not everything, not just pe- not just the guitar, but everything was was very bombastic. There's that word again. So I'll talk about these together. Uh, they, yeah, they both open with Heaven and Hell and then Can't Explain, so the same two opening songs. Um, Live at the Isle of Wight has Young Man Blues, which is also, that's a very really aggressive song, Young Man Blues. What else is on here? Uh, water on, uh, uh, on the Isle of Wight. Water was not on Live at Leeds. I'm, I'm cross-pollinating here. Um, where do I look at? Substitute. I think the substitute. I think was a bonus on uh, on the Isle of Wight DVD. I don't see it here. Um, maybe maybe I made a mistake uh, doing these both at the same time because I'm, I'm getting confused. Uh, Amazing Journey Sparks on Live at Leeds. Now there, there was much more uh, Tommy on on the Isle of Wight DVD. But but very aggressive. Did, oh, this also had yeah, Magic Bus. The, the bonus tracks were "Summertime Blues," Eddie Cochran, "Shaken All Over," "My Generation," and Magic Bus. And th- this was at a time when when live albums were a new thing. I, I think uh, a lot of bands didn't weren't putting out live albums. Now, of course, everybody does it. So this uh, this live at Leeds is considered not personally for me. I I mean I like it, but it's not not a favorite. But Live at Leeds, I think it's considered a a classic live rock album. I I really blew it talking about these two. As I said, I'm not uh, completely on the ball with The Who. Um, And as I've said with with some of these other ones, I maybe need to to revisit some of these. Um, Live at the Isle of Wight, I did watch that recently, maybe a a couple of weeks ago. Um, And something weird about that, I don't know, maybe it's the way they filmed things back then in the 60s, man. They, uh, it was in front of, they said 600,000 people and the Who played at 2 a.m. And, uh, I don't know if everybody was sleeping, but, or the way that the audience was lit, there was, I guess, spotlights on the audience. It looked like there were a few hundred people there. I guess you couldn't see back beyond the first hundred meters. I don't know. And, uh, between songs, you, you couldn't hear anything. Maybe they, they just didn't have the crowd mic or maybe the crowd was, as I said, sleeping, but but strange, the Isle of Wight. So live at Leeds and the Isle of Wight, kind of uh, they kind of go together. Next, um, ah, now this one. This is uh, did I forget something? I I think I think I'm okay now. I might have to go back and forth. This is who's next. This is by far nothing is even close to being my favorite Who album. This is their their uh, their. Signature album, I would say. Almost every song from this album was a a rock radio, became a rock radio staple. And I love this album. This is, I really, really love this album. Um, Every song. This is, uh, I would even say a perfect album. Bob O'Reilly, which I didn't know until I was probably a teenager that that song was called Bob O'Reilly. I thought it was called uh, Teenage Wasteland, as I, I think there are still people who think it's called Teenage Wasteland, which makes sense, right? Um, that, that was one, this is, this is similar with a lot of other bands or a lot of other songs that you get tired of at some point, and then maybe later, after some time away, you, you appreciate it more, because I've been away from, from Canada for over 14 years now, I never, ever, ever listened to rock radio, so a lot of these classics by The Who, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, The Stones, Pink Floyd, uh, some Canadian bands, let's say April Wine and, uh, The Guess Who and Triumph, I've been away from them for for so long. I like them now, but I love Bob O'Reilly. Bargain, they call that a bargain, the best I've ever had. That was another one, I think, when I was a teenager, I thought it was called the best I've ever had, but it was called Bargain. Love Ain't For Keeping, that was one that was not a radio song. I don't know if that's a reason, but that might be my favorite on this album. Just a beautiful, very nice, short, simple acoustic song, Laying On My Back In The Newly Mown Grass. Uh, my wife, John Entwistle, uh, John Entwistle was maybe kind of like, uh, Peter Chris in Kiss. He, he had, uh, I mean, he wasn't the main guy, but he, he was good for one song on every album. I think I like, in, in relation to the catalog, I think I like John Entwistle's songs in, in the Who's catalog better than I like Peter Chris's songs in Kiss, although I'm a much, much bigger Kiss fan than the Who. Uh, the song is over. Getting in tune, that, Ah, that could be my favorite on this album. Um, I'm getting into... tune right. Really, really nice song, ballady. I get a little tired of having to say that you come here often. Uh, I I hear the harmonies. I hear the harmonies uh, in my heart. In my sets my head real, Sets my head a real... Um, I, I I always blow the lyrics. It's very it's very easy when you're listening to a song to sing along, but to to just recall lyrics as you're talking. Is very difficult. But Getting In Tune is a beautiful song. Um, I'm playing these chords because they fit in well. I'm singing these notes because I'm singing these notes because note they fits in well with the chords I'm playing. Um, anyway, Getting In Tune, I love it. That's could be my favorite. That was maybe another one that I didn't have a chance to get tired of like Bob O'Reilly and uh, Bargain and uh, Behind the Lies. Going Mobile I'm going home, and when I want to go home, I'm going mobile. Good song. Pete Townsend sings that one. Won't Get Fooled Again was one that I did get tired of. I wouldn't even say I hated that song. I I just heard it. It was constantly on the radio. It was long. Um, I was a kid. Maybe I didn't have an attention span for long songs, although now I... Well, I can't say I love long songs, but I, I have much more appreciation if it's good, it's good, but uh, Won't Get Fooled Again is another, one similar to Bob O'Reilly, first and last song that I was very tired of at some point in my life, but I love those songs, both of those now. So every song, this is, for me, this is similar with The Beatles when I talked about Help. This is, this is a perfect album. Uh, there are other Who albums that I like, even other Who albums that I love. I'd say, for me, this is the only one that I love, and this is the only one that's perfect. Uh, and then this—I uh, have the version here with some uh, some bonus songs. "All uh, Water," I talked about that. There was a live version on either uh, "I Love White" or live at Leeds. Um, oh, pure and easy. "Naked Eye," "Naked Eye" was a good song. Uh, oh, I didn't talk about "Behind Blue Eyes." "Behind Blue Eyes" is excellent. That was uh, that was another radio song that I never got tired of that one. Maybe it wasn't played as much. And I always thought that would have been a good one for, uh, for a metal band to cover. I know Limp Biscuit covered it. And I'm not a big Limp Biscuit fan, but I have nothing against them. I know they're, they're one of the most hated bands, uh, maybe in the history of music. I, and I actually did some good covers. But I, I always thought, especially Metallica could have done a good cover behind Blue Eyes. The, the, um the part that gets a little bit heavier, the, uh, uh, when my fist clenches, crack it open before I lose it and use my, before I use it and lose my cool. Um, and if I swallow anything evil, put your finger down my throat. I, I can't help but hear James Hetfield singing that, uh, sing those songs. They're right up his, uh, right in his wheelhouse. Whatever a wheelhouse is, it's in it for James Hetfield. Would have been a, I think a great Metallica cover or a lot of, uh, metal bands I think could have done or could have done a great cover of Behind Blue So, so that's it for Who's Next. Classic album. I love it. The, the Who's Signature album and my personal favorite. So there you go. Who's Next. Uh, which I'll take this time to say, um, The Who's album titles. Give me a break. Man, they, they had to work in the, the Who in, there was Who's Next, The Who by, uh, The Who Sings My Generation. Uh, their most recent album was just called Who? They had Who's Next, Who's Last. Uh like who's first, uh the Who by Numbers. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's I understand. Your your band is called The Who. Don't don't pound me over the head with it. Alright. Um Ah oh, am I getting out of this is where I might lose track here. This is no, I think I'm good with this. This is uh meaty biggie meaty beady big and bouncy. This was a compilation album. Maybe not exactly a greatest hits. But uh, a, a compilation um, that had some great songs in it that were only released as singles, especially the first song I can't explain. Then,, da, then da, 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 da. uh was released as a single. and so I, I guess other than the single, this was maybe the first first place you could have got that. Kids are All right was on uh, My Generation. Happy Jack was released earlier. I can see From Miles um, was on uh, the Who sellout. Pictures of Lily, which I think was a single, as I mentioned earlier. My Generation, The Seeker. The Seeker was like, oh, that's a great song. This is a really good compilation because uh, that's at least three great songs. Can't Explain, uh, Pictures of Lily, and The Seeker. That's only halfway. Oh, and the next one, Any Way, anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere. Was that on, uh, I think that was on My Generation. Let me just check. Uh, no, it wasn't. Ha. I think, I think that one, Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere. Was uh was was a single and released on here. Pinball Wizard from Tommy. Illegal Matter from um, My Generation was on here. Boris the Spider from A Quick One, Magic Bus, another single. Substitute, that's a great song too. And Great White, there's a band called Great White. If anybody knows Great White, they were kind of one of those 80s hard rock, metal LA bands, and they they did an excellent cover of Substitute, which was a, a single and um I guess available here for the first time as a non single And I'm a boy. I'm a boy, I'm a boy, but my mom won't admit. It. That was on um can't remember. But excellent compilation. I really like this one a lot. This has some of my favorite Who songs. So so this is uh one that I, I've mentioned before compilations are are kind of outdated now. There's no point in in compilations, I think, in a lot of cases, because everybody can make their own playlists or whatever, but uh Meaty, Beaty, Big, and Bouncy has, has a lot of really, really good songs on it, but it was not called The Greatest Hits, I don't think. And Fat Boy, these were called the, the Fat Boy Jewel Cases. This is, this is Quadrophenia. This was the next concept album that uh, came after Tommy. Uh, Who's Next was supposed to be a concept album called Lifehouse. It was something that Pete Townsend was doing, and I guess he abandoned it. And ended up doing a what was great because it ended up being for me the best Who album ever. Quadrophenia, this this is similar to the Who in the fact or sorry, sort of similar to uh, Tommy that it's a, a concept album. But I think better this was this was more direct. this this didn't have those little musical interludes I call them. This was basically about sixteen or seventeen flat out great songs. This is a really, really good album. I am the sea was maybe kind of like a a little bit like an overture. Um, the real me, that's again one of my top Who songs. Not I, top ten for sure. I love the real me. Very aggressive, amazing bass. Everybody should know that that uh, the the real me has amazing bass. And wasp did a great cover of the real me on um, inside the electric circus. Uh, P, uh, Blackie Lawless from wasp was it. I think Pete Townsend was like his musical idol or musical hero. So Wasp did a really cool cover of uh, The Real Me. That's a very aggressive song. Uh, But again, this this album, similar to Tommy, is a little bit frustrating because they they put in different pieces in different songs. Um, The beginning of 515 was like a piece from uh, Cut My Hair, Uh, Why Should I Care. Um, What else? The Punk and the Godfather had also, I think, something else in it. I'm one. Ah, that—that's ooh. That could possibly be my favorite Who song ever. I, I'm gonna say that a few times. Uh, so sad about us. I wouldn't say so sad about us is in the as a front runner one of my as my favorite, but it is one of. I'm one is a front runner for my for the number one the coveted number one spot. People say coveted. I love I'm one. That's a Pete Townsend song, and uh, it's fantastic. Is it in my head? That's a good song too. I've had enough. Five fifteen. I mentioned that. Seeing sand drowned. Bellboy. Uh, Doctor Jimmy. The Rock. Love rain or me. That's that's a that's another fantastic who song. That's that's uh could be considered. Uh, I I think for me that that could be considered their signature song. Maybe I think most people might think Bob O'Reilly or Won't Get Fooled Again. I think Love rain or me. And, and it's so big and grand and it's just a huge song. You can almost picture it as this enormous just piece of music, very dramatic, symphonic, orchestral, even though it maybe doesn't have, uh, you know, orchestra in it. Uh, Love Rain or Me, just dramatic. Maybe one of the best rock vocals ever. Roger Daltrey just sings uh, amazing on Love Rain or Me. And Pearl Jam did a cover of that uh, maybe 10 years ago, I think, one of their fan club singles. But uh, the Who's version of Love Rain or Me is just fantastic. So, so this is a good album. I like this one much better than Tommy. It's more direct. It's longer, so it's a little bit, um, dense. You need, you need, uh, you know, more of a commitment to listen to this one. This is probably 85 minutes, somewhere around there. I think Tommy is maybe 72, 75. But this, this is much more direct. I love Quadrophenia. I would say Quadrophenia is, uh, Maybe second or third favorite Who album, some, somewhere around there. I, I can't put all of them into an order, but I do love Quadrophenia, so there's you go. And uh, what am I missing here? Oh, um, another one that I'm missing. I did buy this one. I did buy it, but it's another one that I don't have. I'm not sure why I didn't bring it with me. And it was, if I'm correct, I think in, in the order, it was Odds and Sods, or Odds and Sods. I guess as, uh, excuse my poor British accent. I don't have this one. It was, um, so I'll have to go to the, to the, uh, the, the notes here. Um, it was, it was a compilation, but very different than Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy. Odds and Sods was all, uh, B-sides and outtakes. I guess they were previously unreleased, maybe a lot of them. This is one I never got into, which is maybe why I didn't bring it with me when I moved here. Um, Long Live Rock, of course, that that ended up becoming a a staple. Long Live Rock was always on the radio when I was a a kid and a teenager. Um, Other than that, I'm not too familiar with Odds and Sods, which is maybe why I didn't bring it. Uh, Pure and Easy was a good song, and Naked Eye. Naked Eye was on, uh, there was a live version, I think. Was it on Live at the Isle of Wight? Or uh, Live at Leeds? I'm not sure. It, It was somewhere else. I have the, I guess, the remastered version from the 90s, which had a bunch of bonus songs, which were good good ones. It had uh, Leaving Here, which Motorhead did and Pearl Jam did. Uh, It had Summertime Blues, a studio version, which they did live on, again, it was, I think, live at Leeds. Mary Ann with the Shaky Hand was on this one. Uh, The Young Man Blues, a different version of that was on here. Loving for Keeping, I mentioned I love that song with uh, Pete. Townsend doing lead vocals on that one, so Ellen Water and Naked Eye, so a good compilation, but um, I I never fully embraced that one. But uh, looking back on it, the track list is better than I remember. I should, um, if I'm ever back in Canada again, and I raid my uh, my parents' basement, I'll have to. I saw hundreds and hundreds of old CDs there. Maybe I'll have to bring that one back with me. So odds and sods, I can't say too much about that one. So that's all I'll say. And I'm going to move on to the next in their discography. The Who is Weird. They're, they've been around since 1965 or 66. I think they only put out 12 or 13 studio albums, because they went from 82 to 2006 with no albums, and then from 2006 to last year with no albums. So they had two huge gaps of no music. So for a band that's been around that long, they don't have too many studio albums. But this was the next one in in um, in line after Quadrophenia. This was uh, the Who by Numbers. This came out in '75. I love this album. I don't think th- this might be my second favorite Who album after. Ah, uh, eh, I don't want to paint myself into a corner and then and, and say and rank them too much. Who's next is number one. That's indisputable. But I, I love this album. I don't think this is regarded as a, as a classic Who album like uh, Tommy or Quadrophenia or even the Who Sell Out. But I love it. Uh, Slip Kid. Uh, however Much I booze, Pete Townsend. Again, lead vocals on that one. Squeeze Box, a little bit of an immature, you know, uh compare the lyrics with uh Squeeze Box with Imagine a Man. They're very, very different lyrics. And speaking of that, Imagine a Man, that's another one of my top Who songs. Very kind of a serious song. Imagine uh imagine imagine events uh that are imagine imagine events that occur every day, like a shooting or raping. Or simple act of deceit. That's a fantastic song. Imagine that success story. Um, I like that one. That reminds that that one always uh, brings to mind uh, uh, the kids. All right, the movie. That's when when uh, John Entwistle is shooting the the gold records with the with his machine gun. They are on love. Is a great song. Now I'm gonna put this down. That means I'm getting serious. If I put this down, blue, red, and gray i'm gonna i'm gonna go on record here and say that is my favorite who song, which is maybe a strange choice it's it's just uh ukulele and I think there's French horn uh in that song and it's Pete Townsend what a beautiful just a fantastic song musically and lyrically it um i I feel like i i have a this sounds very dramatic or or maybe I'm making too much about it. I feel like I have a a personal connection with blue red and gray I guess it's lyrically about about just um. Making the best of everything and, and trying to see things in a positive light. And, and you know, he says, uh, some people seem so obsessed with the morning, get up early just to watch the sunrise. Others like it more when there's fire in the sky. Worship the sun when it's high. So comparing the people that like, you know, day people and night people, worship the sun when it's high. Um, some some people, uh, some people what? Again, it's so hard to, to think of the lyrics. Worship the sun when it's high. Some, uh, some people are like the oh, is there's fire in the sky, I worship the sunlight sign. I can't remember, but, uh, what else is in it? Um, uh, I know a man who works the night shift. He's lucky to have some job and some pay, but I like every minute of the day. So to me, it's just about just enjoying life. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's hot or cold or day and night. Just, you know, make uh, another one of the great lines is, um, uh, some friends of mine are, are crazy. Uh, no, I've, I've even shown the south of France. Some people some people on the hill, they say I'm lazy, but when they sleep, I sing and dance. Uh, so I, I kind of relate to that song. I just think uh, I can always... I try to, as I get older especially, try to find the good in everything. Uh, I do like freezing cold weather, and I like really hot weather. And maybe I'm simplifying it, but uh, blue, dark, blue, red, and gray, there you go. My favorite Who song, and I never listened to that song once. Whenever I, uh, and I don't know if I've ever gone more than a month without listening to that song in the last twenty years. Uh, and I never listened to it once. Whenever I listen to it, I have to listen to it twice. It's uh, just it's too beautiful, and and it's short too. So it's always always easy to listen to. Nice musically, lyrically, the whole vibe of it. Uh, Pete Townsend's voice, blue, red, and gray. Love it. So I'll get back to, uh, the Who by Numbers. Uh, how many friends, how many friends have I really got? Uh, and in a hand or a face. I, I just have the, uh, the basic version of this one, no bonus tracks. And that's John Entwistle's, um, drawing, The Who by Numbers, back when you did these, uh, paint by numbers or drawing by numbers. So I, I love this album. Maybe one of my top Who albums for sure out of their, their whole catalog. This is, this is, um, second, maybe third, fourth, somewhere like that. But I, I, I love this song. Blue, Red, and Gray stands out. Uh, let me go over here. All right, now, I think I'm missing some... Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Uh, where is it? Here it is. I'm, I'm going to do something a little bit different that I haven't done with these uh, these other bands that I've done. I'm going to talk about DVDs. This was... Um, can I do this yet? No. Sorry. I'm going to come back to this. Kids, are all right. edit. No edit. I'm gonna talk next about. Oh, I don't have this one. Uh Who Are You? That that album is not very good. There, I guess the reason I don't have it was I didn't bring it with me when I moved. Uh that's for sure. If if Who's Next is my favorite uh Who album. Um, Who Are You is my least favorite for sure. And I'm not sure why. I do love the title track. Let me go to the let me check. Uh just I'm not even that familiar with uh with Who Are You. The title track is great. Uh, other than that i I just don't I don't know if it was see now my, my instinct would be to say, well, it had synthesizer in it and but then I think wow they they had well, keyboards they had keyboards on on other albums. Um, I don't know, maybe for me, just the songs were not very good i I listened to this album recently and there's there's really nothing much I can say about this album. I I do love uh as I said the title track is great. What else? Let me see. New song. Ah, new song um maybe I can talk about that when I talk about their most recent album. I'll, I'll try to remember to go back to that. Uh Sister Disco, The Music Must Change, uh Trick of the Lights. Yeah, re- really nothing here stands out to me except the title track. Just I don't know if their their songs weren't good, which of course is subjective, but the the keyboards didn't didn't like this album at all. Never got into it. And if if you put it on, I wouldn't recognize anything. I would know it's The Who, but I couldn't say... I know the song titles, uh, Guitar and Pen, and uh, was Trick of the Light on this? Yeah, Trick of the Light, but never got into any of those. So Who Are You? I guess that's the reason I don't have it, was because it was never... Not only was it not a favorite, I just never even liked it. I guess I just bought it to complete the discography. Now, I'll go back to... Kids Alright. Now I I did this is another and I I have on CD but I didn't bring with me. I'm not again. I wish I could go back and get um, Who Are You even though I don't like it and Odds and Sods and Kids Alright. So I'm I'm going to talk about the uh, Kids Alright as a as a film, uh, a, a, a music documentary. This, this was cool because this was back when this came out in 1979. This this came out when. You know, it, it's pretty standard fare now for bands to put out, uh, a concert movie or something like that. This, I guess, was pretty unique. This came out when, when I, when this came out, I, I didn't, I didn't know the song Kids Alright and I knew the movie and I wondered why they called it Kids Alright. I didn't know that they took it from the song title. Um, this is, this is a compilation of, this is basically like the history of The Who. Many of their, this is similar before, uh, Kiss did their Kissology DVDs a compilation of all TV appearances, interviews, um, some new stuff that they filmed specifically for this in 70, I guess they filmed it in 78, the movie movie came out in 79. This is fantastic, I bought this uh, special edition when this came out in maybe 2002, something like that. This is excellent, this has uh, all kinds of interviews, uh, their appearance on the, I guess some of their first TV appearances, uh, on Smothers Brothers, which was not their first one, it's the first one in this movie. I love Kids Alright. And, excellent, uh, this is the, uh, as I said, the deluxe edition, uh, double, double DVD. Cool packaging, if that's your thing. And as I mentioned earlier, it had uh, John Entwistle shooting the, uh, the, uh, the, the records, the gold records or the platinum records, I still have, I used to throw these out, these little, I don't know what these are called. Jason Satterfield would have a heart attack if he heard that I used to throw these things out. Uh, order forms, I don't know. Um, but, but this is an excellent concert film, if I can sound snotty. Cool booklet, uh, packaging was excellent, it had details of every track. Cool booklet, I love it. And I, I think for me, the the best thing about this DVD was the newer performances they they recorded. Maybe f- I don't know how many songs they did, five or six, but I think they only put three on this album that they did at uh, a studio in some studio in England. One of which was um, they I think there were three. What they were? Uh, sorry, um, won't get fooled again. They did live in a in um, I don't know if it was like a. A studio, like a recording studio. Where where this uh, picture came from. Kids Are Alright. Uh, sorry, not Kids Are Alright. Uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. I think Bob O'Reilly for sure. and Maybe one other one. And they also did a, a studio version. Those were live studio versions. And they did a studio version, a recording studio version of um, Who Are You? Which was also very good. So I love Kids Are Alright. It's um, talking about the movie. And I guess the soundtrack is the same. I love it. It's, uh, I guess considered a, a classic for its, uh, its, its type. Before anybody was doing these, The so Who did it first, I think. Even more than, even better than, the Song Remains the Same. Uh, if I'm not getting things out of order, or if I'm not forgetting anything, next one I'm going to talk about is Face Dances. This came out in 1981. Uh, I really like this album. As I mentioned earlier, you, you, we have a tendency to talk about the you know the most whatever album you're talking about at the time or whatever, whatever album is new at the time, you compare it to the one that came before it. So comparing this to Who Are You, Who Are You? Uh, ah, I was gonna say it sucks. I don't like saying that, but I didn't like it. I th- I thought Face Dances was excellent. Um, this this album has maybe my second favorite Who song ever, which is You Better You Bet, which is the first song on here. And my friend Francisco, Paco, I think he, lo- I think I know he loves. That. I think that's his favorite Who song too. You better, you bet, is a killer song. I call you on the telephone, my voice too rough with cigarettes. Uh, I love that song. Uh, what else is on here? Don't let go, of the coat, pretty good. Cash, cash. Um, it's a song about bears. That it's an excellent song, but man, they're singing about bears. But the first line of that of that song is. Um, what is it? Have you ever been? Have you ever slept in a bear pit, or have you ever been in a bear pit? Um, cash, Cash, excellent song, but I don't know if yeah, I've, I've listened to a music I, a lot of music. I think this is the only song Cash Cash that's uh, that's about bears. Uh What else is on here? Uh Oh, these these are too too uh, too small to read. I have to. Can I can I see it better? Ah, oh, okay, you better don't let go of the coke, cash, cash. Oh, the quiet one. That's a that's a great uh, John M. Whistle song. That's a, that's a good rock rock and Who song. I knew that one. Ah, now going back. Ha. Let me um, take a break from this for a second. I mentioned I was going to talk about a lot of different things. This was the first money that I spent on the Who. I didn't have a Who album until many many years later, but I did have the single of You Better You Bet. It was a, a seven inch single. And it was uh, the four of them. Keith Keith Moon had died at this point. He had died the year before, or I guess um, now this was eighty one. I think he died in seventy eight or seventy nine. And um, so they had a new drummer, Kenny Jones. I didn't care about that at the time. I don't even know if I probably knew. And um, so I bought "You Better You Bet." And you, the quiet one, was uh, the B side of "You Better You Bet." So that's how I knew that one. That that's a good uh, a good John Entwhistle rock song. The quiet one. Good one. Let me go back and see what else. Um, Did you see my Money? That's a good one. How Can You Do It Alone? Not sure what that one's about. I think you'd have to read the lyrics and uh, really read between the lines to know what How Can You Do It Alone is about. Uh, you. That, that was a good... Another... That's a good one, too. That was John... Yeah, it was John Emusil. Uh, another Tricky Day became a little bit of a... a who, Not a classic, but... Um, I think they played that live um, for, for quite some time after. So I, th- I mean, this is not a favorite album, but for later, later era Who, um, I like it a lot. I, I would even say I maybe like this better than the Who Sell Out for sure. Better than uh, Who Are You, um, maybe even better than Quick One. I'm not sure, but but pretty good. This was uh, a new era for the Who. Music was changing. They, the band was changing. Keith Moon was gone. Um, so face dances. I, I like it. Not a favorite, but I do like it. Next, half. Yeah. I'll, I'll put this album up with or down with. Who are you? I don't like this album at all. This is uh, this is called It's Hard. This came out in 1982. Just didn't like this one. Now this is another one I did buy the single. They had uh, the first single was uh, Athena. And I bought that the seven-inch single, but other than that, this um, Eminence front—I guess I—I I came to like Eminence front a little bit later because they they played it live, and I so I knew some live versions of it. But this is similar to "Who Are You." There's really nothing on this this album that I know other than Athena. I like Athena. Athena—it's a very happy song. Uh, it's hard, I guess. The title track was was pretty good, but. Really, nothing on here stands out to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break to talk about that. To talk about something else related to it's hard. The Who was my first concert ever, but not quite. In 1982, they, they, the Who was also, I guess, the first band that I remember anyway to to do. Um, I don't think they called it a farewell tour at the time, or maybe they, at some point in the middle of the tour, they said, you know what, we're not doing it anymore. Now, of course, that was, uh, 38 years ago. So you can, you can blame or thank the who for everybody else who, who did something similar. Um, but yeah, in, uh, they, when they toured in 1982, they, they ended the tour in Toronto at Maple Leaf Gardens in, it was towards the end of the year, maybe November or December. And that that uh, the last concert was uh, was broadcast live on on TV in Toronto. I think it was on, it was, must have been on City TV. And I went to my friend. I, I had a friend. Is uh, this guy was called Dwayne Frank. I mentioned him when I talked about Black Sabbath when I did this Black Sabbath uh, video, the Black Sabbath discography. So Dwayne Frank was a was a friend of mine at the time. This was in '82. He lived just down the street from me. And I, I went to his house. I my, I think I remember being on a Friday night, maybe a Saturday night. And so I think it was also simulcast on the radio. Which, if it was, it was probably Chum FM or Q One Hundred Seven, maybe Chum FM. And so we watched uh, the whole concert was live on uh, simulcast on on uh, TV and and radio. So we watched it and listened to it. And so that was not my first concert because I didn't go to it in person. That that was kind of like now what bands are doing with this. Live streaming, obviously for different different reasons. Um, back then, you know, bands weren't doing stuff like this. This was really cool that the that the Who did it. So we watched the um, the Who concert in 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 the, at the end of 1982, and I loved it. And they did. Uh, that was when I first heard Boris the Spider, and they had Boris. They had the the. I mean, this little tiny spider like this coming down, I guess on a, a string or a thread or something like that, and I. You know, I was 12 years old. I thought that was pretty cool. So, so in a small way, The Who, they were my first shirt, and they were kind of, not officially, but almost my first concert. So, uh, so getting back to, to the album, It's Hard, I don't really have anything to get, to get back to because I have nothing else to say. It's not very good. Um, I'd say The Who had two albums that stink. It's Hard and Who Are You? But I have them anyway. Now, uh, that, that was the end of The Who, right? In 1982? Of course it wasn't. They toured again some years later, and then again a couple years later, and then they were fairly active. I guess they've been more or less active, at least as a touring band, through, through the, well, from the late 90s or 2000s around there. Um forget about live at Leeds. This is the best live. Album by the who I love this album. This is a uh, live at the Royal Albert Hall. This was from two thousand two, two thousand three. Ah, uh, came out in two thousand three. So probably the concert. Ah, no, sorry, it was from two thousand. Recorded live at the Royal Albert Hall, November twenty seventh, two thousand. So it's two thousand. I love this. Um, let me let me take a look at this. This had uh, some guests. It had a great. Uh, set List, I can't, can't explain any way, any, any, uh, any way, any anywhere. Pinball Wizard, Relay, My Wife, Kids Alright, Miriam with the shake Hand, Bargain, Magic Bus, Who Are You, Bob O'Reilly. Uh, and then The Disc 2, Drowned, Hard to Hang On To, So Sad About Us, with uh, Paul Weller, that, that's a great version. I, I would even say maybe this live version is better than the original version, which, as I mentioned, is one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, I'm One with Eddie Vedder. One of my top Who songs, top five for sure, maybe top three, Getting In Tune, another one of my favorite, that was also with Eddie Vedder, Behind Blue Eyes with Brian Adams, Brian Adams uh did vocals on that song, You Better You Bet, as I mentioned, one of my favorite Who songs, The Real Me, I love that song. 515, Won't Get Fooled Again with Noel Gallagher, Substitute, uh, Let's See Action, Eddie Vedder also did that with My Generation, and then uh, See Me, Feel Me and Listening To You with Eddie Vedder and uh, Brian Adams. So the second half of this of this uh, album or this concert especially had a lot of guests and uh i love it this this is fantastic this for me this this was when the who was i'm sure some of you geezers if if anybody is older than me and you're watching this you would strongly disagree but but for me this was the who at their live peak i think that's the same with a lot of these older bands they you know back then they had more energy and uh, you know, the, the vibe maybe of the concert was better, but I think a lot of these bands now they're they're just they're better musicians, they 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 maybe just play better concerts. Now there is also with this let me go out of frame here, a companion DVD, which is also uh, a double DVD. This was uh I, I think this this was I don't know why they do this. There I think there were some differences. I think the DVD had some things that the CD didn't or maybe the CD had some things that the DVD didn't it's basically the the whole concert um, but i i man i when the, when this came out uh came out in 2001 i watched this a lot uh, i i love this concert this is one of my favorite concert dvds ever uh i i like it better than uh Isle of Wight for sure and i like the as a cd i like uh, as i mentioned i like um Live at the Royal Albert Hall, live at the Royal Albert Hall, ah, live at the Royal Albert Hall CD, better than live at Leeds. So, so uh, there you go. This is I love this album. As far as as far as live album goes, live albums go, it's as good as it gets. And if I can put it away, I'll move on to the next one. And let me see, am I getting lost? Am I forgetting anything? Uh, I'm off camera. I oh, don't know. Keeping in this in the same vein. Something different. I'm, I, like I said, I'm gonna talk about DVDs here. This this one uh, had the original title of Live in Boston, the who? Live in Boston, very lazy, it's just live in and then the name of the city. Live at Leeds, live in Boston. Um, but again, great, I, I this was 2004, I think, was, uh, oh no, I should say John Entwistle, I think that was his last, the Live at the, the Royal Albert, Albert why can't I say that, Albert Hall? Um, I think that was John Entwistle's it was his last I guess video performance it wasn't his last show but so so by this point um, John Entwistle had died and Pino Palladino was on bass which it's fine for me but I mean it clearly became the, the Pete and Roger show at this point I love this one too this is uh for me this is when the Who I can't say they were at their peak but I, I really like the Who as a band much better at this point than in the in the 60s and 70s. Great track list, uh, set list, I guess, that they played, similar to um, Live at the Royal Albert Hall. I can't explain, substitute, I'm not gonna say all of them, but uh, I love this one, it's excellent. And also, I guess, the thing I like better about concert movies or DVDs, whatever you wanna call them, in more recent years was that the technology was better, they had, you know, more cameras, better camera angles, and just uh, better, so uh, Live in Boston DVD, I love it. It's excellent. What can I do next? I still have a few things to go here. Um, Alright, we'll do this one. Gotta go forward to 2006. This one's called Endless Wire. This came out in… This came out 24 years after their last studio album. It's Hard, which wasn't very good, came out in 82. This came out in 2006. The Who had been touring, as I've mentioned, on and off since then, but this is their first album. I love this album, man. I, I really can't tell you how much I I love this album. Maybe could be my my second favorite Who album um, after Who's Next. I love it, uh, and I I bought the uh, the deluxe version of this one in 2006. This this was the first album I bought after I moved to Mexico, so I always had that association with it. the The bonus DVD on this was. Uh, Live in Lyon, it was a live album from France, or I guess not a live album, but like five, uh, five tracks, a bonus DVD of five live tracks. But again, the thing that I didn't really like about this album, they went back to the rock opera, uh, similar with, with Tommy and, um, Now, the first nine albums on this song, on this, sorry, on ha, on this album were, uh, Kevin Montauban, did you catch that album song? The first, the first nine songs on this album were just songs. And then they had what they called, or what Pete Townsend called, the mini opera. It was wire and glass. So this this had some some little, you know, very short minute-and-a-half, two-minute songs or musical interludes. But uh, it starts with fragments. The first sign is fragments, which is a, a clear, very, very obvious nod to uh, Bob O'Reilly. Man in a Purple Dress. Uh, there, I was, I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of songs on this album that I love. Man in a Purple Dress, that's as good as the Who gets. Except for the next song, which is Mike Post theme. Uh, we're Not Strong Enough, uh, great Roger Daltrey vocal on that. The guy could still sing, and I guess still can, in, uh, in 2006 this was. Um, we summon every childhood ghost we've seen, then suddenly we hear that Mike Post theme. Everything is alright. Uh, in the Ether, uh, Pete Townsend sings that one, a little bit of a strange vocal on that one. Black Widow's Eyes, 2,000 Years, nice mandolin in that song. 2,000 years, 2,000 years. have I waited. God Speaks of Marty Robbins, It's Not Enough, You Stand By Me. Those, those first nine songs are fantastic. And then the Wire and Glass mini opera. Um, just looking at the, the, the length of the song, 121, 128, 207, 204, 151, 223, 118, 113. And then the last two, 414 and 324, those were, um, so just kind of like the mini opera. I riff, to be honest, don't really know too much. Uh, I think it was a boy who heard music or something like that. And then what was great was there were two extended versions of We Got a Hit and Endless Wire. We Got a Hit is a, a great song. Um, we got our folks together. We broke down barriers. Uh, I love We Got a Hit. Endless Wire is also a fantastic song. They made my dream come true. Uh, ah, there's a song here called Trillies Piano. Uh, just a very short piece that's uh, it's just Pete Townsend on piano that reminds me of. Well, I, I shouldn't say it reminds me of. Later, there was a song in 2016. There's if anybody knows the band called the Tragically Hip, the by far the most important Canadian band ever and biggest Canadian band ever. It's not Rush. It's Tragically Hip. And the guy from uh the singer from Tragically he had this guy called Gord Downey, he put out a a solo album. I guess it came out just shortly before he died, or maybe shortly after he died. It was called Secret Path. And the title track for that album, Secret Path, reminded me of um uh Trilby's piano. Kind of a well, it's piano and and just very melancholy musically and vocally, and even the melody um of uh Secret Path reminded me of Trulli's piano. So, uh, but I, I love this album for considering that. And I, I think maybe, maybe um if you're a music fan and you like old bands, if you like Metallica and Black Sabbath and The Who and uh, The Rolling Stones and bands that have been around for a long time, you you probably have the A lot of people have the attitude of this sucks. Whatever they're doing now, it sucks. It's not as good as Master of Puppets. It's not as good as Paranoid. It's not as good as Who's Next. Which is very foolish, I think, to um, to think like that. I, I think if you recalibrate your expectations, you'll find a lot of these bands, a lot of these bands play, still play really, really good music. So you, you maybe can't expect the Who to to do Who's Next. Although I do love this album, not as much as Who's Next. Uh, Metallica, Death Magnetic, as I mentioned, I love that. Was one of my favorite albums of the two thousands. So, so considering The Who hadn't done an album for 20, what did I say, 80, 82, 2006, 24 years, it was as good as you could possibly imagine, which maybe sounds like a backhanded compliment. I love Endless Wire, and I still love it. I listened to it uh, last week for the, the, the full album, front to back. I love it. I really enjoyed listening to it, and there are several songs on it that I've listened to Hundreds of times over the years, especially, I guess, Man of Purple Dress, Mike Post theme. Um, we, We got a hit, Endless Wire. Those songs are, those are as good as anything who has ever done in my book. And I'm moving on now from 2006. This came out in 2014, 15, 2014. Ah, time out. Let me, let me put this down and go back. My Who concert history, I always talk about these bands and, and the first time I saw them live. As I mentioned, I kind of saw The Who live in 1982. I don't really count it as my first concert. The Who were playing in Mexico City in 2000, March 2007. And of course, I bought tickets. I had moved here in 2006, so when I heard The Who were playing in Mexico City, first time they'd ever played in Mexico. In all these decades they've been around, somehow The Who missed playing in Mexico. So as soon as they announced it, of course, I got tickets, and they were gonna play at a place called Foro Sol, which is a 50, excuse me, 55,000 seat stadium. Uh, Metallica, I've seen Metallica there many times. I've seen Iron Maiden there many times. I saw Rolling Stones there. I saw Black Sabbath there a couple times. I saw Foo Fighters there. I saw Billy Joel there earlier this year. Huge stadium, this is for the the heavy the heavyweights. So they were supposed to lay there in uh, March, 2007 got canceled. Roger Daltrey, uh, I think uh, maybe 2 weeks before uh the uh the show came. He had throat problems which he's had over the years on and off. And I understand. I mean, at this point the guy was 60 I don't know, 65 maybe at that point. And they they had to cancel the last maybe five shows of that tour or something. So that was my my first my my one chance to see the Who and uh Crushed. My my. Ah, I wasn't crushed. I was. It sucked. I was disappointed, but uh, I wasn't gutted. A lot of people like to say they were gutted. Uh, I, my my ice cream cone fell on the floor. I'm gutted. I wasn't gutted, but I was very disappointed. They said, as as most fans do at the time, they always try to put a positive spin on it and say, "We promise, we'll be back soon." Now, in my mind, soon is maybe in the next year, maybe two years. It wasn't. I'll I'll talk about that later. Uh, so some years later, 2014, we had. A very cleverly named album. This is called the Who Hits 50. Clever, but also, as I said, they put the name of the band, the Who, in all their albums. Um, So it was the Who, and it was their hits. It was their greatest hits compilation. And 50, 50 years old, and also 50 songs, I guess. Is it 50? Uh, 24 and 18. Almost 50 songs. What's that? 42 songs. Um... This this is the definitive... I forgot something. I'll, I'll finish this, then I'll go back. Oh, I missed something very important. Very important. How could I forget? Because I don't have it. That's why. Um, this this has every Who song you've ever heard, and every Who song that you love is on this one. A double CD. The CD is not there. Neither is there. Ah, you know what? I think these are in the car. I think I put these in the car years ago. Ah. Um, th- this had... I'm not going to read 42 songs, but every song in this album was basically all the songs that I mentioned that are all my favorites there on this one. Plus, Be Lucky, they, they recorded a new song for this album called Be Lucky, which to me fit right in with uh, all the, the songs that I just mentioned in Endless Wire. Be Lucky was, was a continuation of Endless Wire. This was uh, 2014, I guess at this point Pete and Roger were 40. And they were still putting out great music. Um, "Be Lucky" is a, an excellent Who song, and they name check AC/DC and they talk about Highway to Hell. You got to do a cover of Highway to Hell. ac is going to be fine. They also mention uh, Daft Punk. So, not that any of those matter, but uh, this is this is an excellent. There's I've mentioned before. There's not really too much of a point in having a greatest hits or a compilation album in the last 20 years because you can download them, download your own uh personal favorites and make a playlist or whatever, but it is nice to have something tangible with this. So so this is excellent. I'm I'm a little bit worried now. I can't I don't know where those uh CDs are. Um so so as I say I think the Who had uh, many compilations. Some were straight up hits like this one, like Greatest Hits compilations. Some like uh Meaty Beatty Big and Bouncy were a collection of singles that were not maybe released on albums. Odds and Sod's was uh, uh, outtakes and B-sides and things like that. This, But this is the one you want. If you, if you want all the hits, get this one. Now what I forgot to mention, and the reason I forgot to mention is because I don't have the physical CD with me. I didn't buy it. In uh, 2000, I don't know when it was, 2003, maybe 2004, they released an, uh, a previous um, Greatest Hits album called Then and Now. Exclamation point. So it was then and now! Exclamation point. I'm losing my voice. I don't know if you can hear it, but nobody's listening, but I, I feel I'm losing my voice. And um, so they, so they did then and now. That was just a single disc. I didn't buy it because I had all their, all the songs on and I had them. And so there's no, no need to buy uh, a compilation album, although I did get the Who Hits 50 some years later. But there were two new songs on then and now, and they were called A Real Good Looking Boy and Old Red Wine. That was the first new Who music since 1982. Maybe they had had released some previously unreleased songs, but it was their first new music that they had recorded. Those two songs, both them, Real Good Looking Boy and Old Red Wine, especially Real Good Looking Boy, I would put those, those could be in my top five Who songs for, for, of of all the Who songs. Um, I love that this later era of The Who from, uh, let's say from then and now, um, or now and then, then and now. From from 2004, they did the two songs, uh, Older and Wine, Real Good Looking Boy, uh, Endless, uh, Endless Wire, the album, uh, Be Lucky, and then the next one I'm going to talk about. But to me, those are, those are, that's as good as The Who, anything The Who has done. So, A uh, Real Good Looking Boy, I listened to that. Constant and all the red wine too. Especially a real good looking boy. Ha! I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and and revert and make my list. Blue, red, and gray is number one. I would say, oh, um, real good looking boy might be my number two favorite Who song ever. Beautiful, beautiful, perfect song. It's got a little snippet of uh, at the beginning and then in the middle of um, uh, Elvis. Um, wise men say uh, can't help falling in love. Uh, it starts with "Wise men say," ding, 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 just the piano, no vocal. And then in the middle, there's the vocal of uh, "Wise men say." Only fools rush in, but I can't say uh, a real good-looking boy. Ah, maybe I would even put that above blue, red, and gray. I I don't want to contradict myself, but it's my list. I can do whatever I want. I I feel like uh, I I could talk about uh, I I could. Uh, dissect a real good looking boy in a 10-minute video. If I if I could listen to a song and like these people that do the much more professional and better videos than mine where they actually put thought into it and edit things in. I feel like I could do that about a real good looking boy. Fantastic song. And Old Red Wine was um of course about John Entwistle. It was I guess Pete Pete Townsend's little tribute to uh to John Entwistle. Um both of those songs are fantastic, but I didn't buy that album. But I, I listened to those songs constantly. And uh, a real good-looking boy did appear on the Who hits fifty, but it was a short version. This was uh, the version here was three fifty-three. I think the original version was closer to six minutes, but uh, they didn't put Old Red Wine on here, which maybe they should have. Eh, oh well. But uh, oh, well, a real good-looking boy and Old Red Wine are fantastic Who songs. Um now I, I have one uh, one more album to go but before I do that let me this is I think the first time I've done this I'm gonna show because I have my bookshelf right below my camera setup uh, I, I, I'm breaking out all the big guns i I, I read this uh, I bought this who album this was uh this is the they did a whole imagine how how much of an impact an album has if, if somebody wrote a whole book about an album this was um the Making of Tommy. This was an excellent album. I sorry, excellent book. I think it uh, helped me to understand it a little bit better and appreciate it more. Excellent book. Um, some some great pictures. A lot of really good information, stories behind how it, how it all came to be. So that was Tommy the book, and I also had. This is a big one. This was. Um, uh, a biography, now, I, I didn't read Pete Townsend. He wrote his autobiography called uh, Who I Am, again, putting who in the title. This was uh, a biography. As I, I put dates on everything, I bought this in uh, January 2006, which I guess was around the time it came out. I think it came out around then. You could write another book about, it came out in 2005. Um, this was 15 years ago, you could write a second book uh, so this was a massive book. This took, this took me a long time to read. This was, uh, how many pages is this? 640 pages, 641 pages. I, I'm not going to talk about it. I, I can't do a book review. There's, I read this 15 years ago. I can't remember too much about it. But I did enjoy reading of Pete Townsend. It's had a very interesting life. And if anybody's going to talk about the um, problems he's had with uh, child pornography... Don't waste your time. And I'm not sticking up for him, but that's something different. Um, all right, now the last thing. Who, this, this album was called Who. This is their most recent album. I would imagine, I hope not, but you, would, you have to think it's gonna be their last album. This just came out at the end of last year. This album isn't even uh, a year old yet. This came out, uh, I think it was around the end of last year, maybe around Christmas. And, kind of, um, a nod, obviously, for a couple of things here. Detour, the Who's called the Detours, before they are called the Who, and the High Numbers. And, uh, they've got the Pete Guitar, uh, Pete Townsend Guitar ad. This, this guitar has Seconds to Live. Uh, a little Face Dances thing here. What else? Uh, a little, uh, they got the, the mod symbol there. Obviously, a, a little tribute. Oh, and also Quadrophenia. So some little things here this album is is really really good this again I'll say I just mentioned earlier um real good starting with a real good looking boy old red wine endless wire be lucky and now this one i i I think the who in this era is is as good or better than uh than they were back in the sixties or seventies a lot of I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't think that better than their 80 better than the this this album is is for sure better than uh who Are You and It's hard. Uh, I really like this album a lot. Uh, I, I was gonna, I mentioned, what was that, an hour ago? New song from, the first song from Who Are You. To me, the, the first song here, All This Music Must Fade, uh, kind of reminds me of that lyrically. It's, it's kind of Pete Townshend, I think, talking about music. You know, it's just music and everybody steals from everybody. Lyrically, I think new song from Who Are You and All This Music Must Fade. All this music must. It's an excellent song too. Forget about the lyrics. It's a, a good rock song. Um, Ball and Chain was. Uh, Pete Townsend did a song some years ago called Guantanamo, and then they re-recorded it with Roger Daltrey Sand and they titled it or retitled it Ball and Chain. Um, Detour was was also a good song. Um, Beats on One String. I don't know that, to be honest, I don't know this too much. I, I think I've only listened to it, probably the whole album, maybe only three times, maybe four times from from front to back. Four, I've listened to a few songs here and there, randomly, but I, I don't know this album too much, so I can't say, I don't know, I'm not too familiar, but uh, All This Music Must Fade, Ball and Chain, Detour, the last song, She Rocked My World, that's a cool song, that has a really cool... Um, not exactly a ballad. It has a, just a, a cool, almost flamenco vibe to it. I don't know, something like that. Um, and there were, there were bonus songs. I don't have the, the deluxe version. I don't know why they call them deluxe versions. When they put, they call them, uh, bonus tracks. There were three bonus tracks that they, uh, I guess recorded for this album. Uh, I can't even remember what they were called. No, I, I can I'm not even going to bother to look, but they were, um, one of them, I think it was the second song. Sounds like it was recorded in nineteen sixty eight. Sounds like classic who. Not not just this the style of it, but the sound of it. Uh I don't know what they did. I don't know if they uh I maybe I would have to check Wikipedia or check the the liner notes. I don't know if that was I don't think it was an old song. It I think it's a new song, but it just sounds incredible that they could make themselves sound like like they did fifty years ago. So who? This was um Presumably, but not hopefully, their last album. I hope. I hope there's going to be another Who album. Maybe uh, I've mentioned this before during this period, this quarantine period. Maybe a lot of bands are. Some of them maybe are being lazy or just relaxing. Some of them are maybe being more, uh you know, taking advantage of their time to write new music. I don't know what is happening with the Who or or Pete Townsend, but I, I hope there's more Who music. And um, but if not, this this was a, a great album to finish with. Uh, now a couple of just a, a couple of other things I can show. that's it for for their music. just a couple of things here. A few DVDs I can show. this is amazing journey. This is just a, a story of the who I have no idea what this is. I can't remember i I remember that I that I bought it um, but i I don't remember anything that's on it. Um, I'll have to check this out. Uh, it's in Spanish. so I bought it in Mexico for sure. It's come out in somewhat recent years. it came out in. I don't see the year but uh, I have no idea what's on this haven't got a clue uh, this one was good this this was uh Tommy and Quadrophenia live this came out in the early 2000s maybe and this was as you would imagine it's Tommy and Quadrophenia live from 1989 um, I can't remember I don't I don't think they were they the same content I can't remember I haven't watched this for a long time and then as you can see it's uh it's a a double DVD. They, they put, the, I guess the, the bonus DVD was, um, live hit. So it was, uh, from 19, also from 1989 when Pete Townsend had that bad new wave haircut substitute. I can see for miles, bubble O'Reilly, all the hits as you'd expect. Oh, and then I had a, uh, uh, the Quadrophino encore from the 96-97 tour. As I mentioned, they toured kind of sporadically through the 90s. Which again was greatest right, hits. Won't get fooled again. Subsuit. I can't explain. Kids, are all right. Behind blue eyes. And who are you? So I've watched this also for a long time, uh, and this had some uh, some guests: Billy Idol, Elton John, Phil Collins, Steve Winwood. Uh, I'll have to go back. I always talk about this, but uh, doing these things kind of inspires me to, to go back and uh, and revisit some of these bands that I maybe haven't listened to for a while, or maybe that I should listen to more. So. That's it for The Who. That was a long one. I don't know how, how long this is. It, it feels really long. It always gives me a, a little bit of a, a bad back when you when you stand in one place for as long as I'm doing. But uh, that, that's it for The Who. I think this is, uh, I've done, I don't know how many of these episodes now, maybe 15 or more, 18, 17, I don't know. Um, next one I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do, I keep saying this at the end. I don't know who I'm talking to. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going through a classic rock kick. Uh, I did uh, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, and now The Who. I might do one more. I'm not not sure if I can get my way through it or not. And I'm still gonna do at least four more after that, for sure. So, that's it. So, for me and uh, my my throat, I'm just about at the end of my, uh, I gotta tap out soon. That's it. Thanks for watching, whatever you do. uh, Most people, I saw The Beatles one, that I did last time with Lily was an hour and 39 minutes and the average view duration was like 4 minutes and 50 seconds, something like that. So I know nobody's watching this. I'm talking myself. But if you are watching this, if you skip to the end to watch it, thanks. And, uh, comment. People, people say, I see other people say leave a comment because it really helps. I don't know if they make money from comments. I don't know how, uh, how the YouTube system works. But, uh, talk about your favorite Who album. Uh, Tell me what you like. I can't take requests because I can only talk about bands that I like, not bands that you like. But uh, thanks for watching, scrolling, whatever you do, and see ya.